Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Journey with Stephanie show. And tonight, I have a very, very special return guest. And before we bring him on the air, I would like to invite you to look at the show page. You'll find links for both myself and my guest. Mr. Chris Fabish, Fabish, Fabish. And Chris is so interesting. He's calling in from New Zealand. So he's in the future. He's a day ahead of us. So without further ado, let's bring on Chris. Chris, hi. Hi, Stephanie. Great to be back on the show. I really enjoyed the last time we connected. And um, I'm really excited to talk about a, a, a few new things that... Um, have been facilitated uh, of late. So I'm, I'm really excited for the show. Ooh, I'm excited to hear about that. I'd like to share with everybody, I came across Chris, what, three, four years ago, something like that, through a mutual friend. And and I, the results are phenomenal. Chris does amazing things. He's an amazing healer, ascendance healer. And you talk about somebody that can move some serious energy. I have referred to him as my Harry Potter healer. And so in my circles, it's so exciting to say, oh, Chris is going to be on the show. Who's Chris? He's my Harry Potter healer. <laughs> so it's, it's so exciting. So Chris, tell us, first of all, what is an ascendance healer? What does that mean? Well, the focus within my healing practice is what a lot of people might be, you know, might be aware of is ascension. And what we've come to find with ascension is really a rediscovery of who you really are. And um, it, funnily enough, in regards to this topic of what I do as ascendance healing, it's going to be one of the topics I talk about today. Um, and um, and ascension is really about transforming a new perspective, a new perception of reality, where we don't see it through the eyes of us purely as a human, but also as a soul, as a consciousness. And <laughs> so within the ascendance healing sessions, we obviously work on a number of things, whether that's uh, health problems or manifestation problems, but a big part of that healing session is not the, just the clearing work, but also making that client or that person more empowered about who they truly are and how they use their creative energies and forces to manifest their experience of reality. So it's 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 a beautiful session. It's it's, a, it's all very heart centered and heart orientated. And that is going to be actually one of the things I want to expand on talking about is really what is the heart itself. I think that's great. I think that's beautiful. You know, there's so much happening on the planet and more specifically with the energies. And, you know, normally I like to say, okay, here's the astrology thing. Here's the latest of the latest of the latest. And tonight, I really don't want to even address that because in the world of astrology, 
we are at a place where astrology has not seen us before. In other words, we have not been here on the planet before in these very specific energies. So I don't know what planet is doing what and tonight it doesn't matter, but I can tell you (laughs) that through feedback from my clients last week, for example, was especially intense. It was very, very intense. It brought about a lot of stuff, but here's the beautiful part. There was a lot of deep rooted stuff within each person. And I think this may be universal and you'll probably talk about this, but this deep, deep stuff that we haven't addressed before, or we are now needing to address it in a very different way with different filters, different perceptions, throwing out all measures of how we used to define, well, it's this or it's that. And now we're just, you know, starting from scratch, it seems. So how does that apply to what you've come across here? Yeah, for sure. What's coming forth immediately here, Stephanie, in regards to what you had to say about that was this aspect of, I think, for a long time as humans, and especially in regards to trying to resolve and treat health problems, has been this aspect that we need to search for a new answer, right? We have to search for a uh, a new cure, right? That whole idea of a cure. When really perhaps the way forth is to replenish and change our perception of reality and to look at things in a different way. So all of a sudden we drop our old tools, our old ways of doing things, and we completely refresh it to something completely new. We, we, we kind of accept what's working and what's not. And, uh, and we think, okay, let's change it up. Okay? And, and the biggest uh, factor in that change is ourself. So, and that's why, you know, within my healing method, it's a very empowering experience for the client or the person because there's a sharing of information and some insights into perhaps changing your perception, your perspective of reality, where all of a sudden your perspective and your perception of reality is placing all the odds in your favor, whether that's creating that life you've ever wanted mm-hmm. or resolving a health problem instead of feeling like everything's always against you. That's a really good point right there. And I would say that the perception, the feeling of people, places, situations working against us, honestly, that's going out the window. What I'm seeing in terms of the trending and patterns of, you know, what comes up for everybody as we talk It's just not that anymore. It's, first of all, coming back to each of us, where it's not about what's happened to us anymore as far as, like, say, even being a victim. And I know that for a long time on the planet, it was that. It was all about what's the victimhood, what's going on. The world is against me. Oh, my gosh, I'm swimming upriver without any paddles. And now what I'm seeing happening is this deep 
sludge from deep in the roots of each soul, not just the person in this life, but deep in the depths of their soul is coming up to finally be released. And the perception of these problems, people are beginning to learn that it begins with ourselves, that we as a soul seem to be facing ourselves almost for maybe the first time throughout humanity. What are your thoughts on that? Yes. No, I couldn't agree more there, Stephanie. Um, and I think, you know, what we're looking at is, you know, the old model is more about we've kind of changed, we've done more of a quantitative difference. And there's a difference between quantitative and qualitative. And I think, you know, like, for example, and I'll, I'll use an example a little bit close to home because before I was a healer, I used to work in the medical field. I was an orthopedic nurse for 12 years, so, um, which enables me to kind of dip my foot in, in, in different ponds uh, to have a centered kind of approach to looking at things. And I'm going to use an example in regards to healthcare and, and, and the difference between a qualitative difference and a quantitative difference. And so a quantitative difference would be like, for example, somebody having a lot of pain and let's say you know uh, part of that model and uh, and seeing the doctor was they got a prescription for an opioid to help with as pain relief and over a period of time um, obviously I see pain as an expression of the body the body's trying to communicate something but modern medicine will see that symptom as something that that person is struggling with, right? Pain is not comfortable for sure. And they give them an opioid to relieve and remove that pain. But let's say over a period of time, that person is still having pain and they're finding that their pain is getting worse. And usually the conclusion that's made between that patient and their doctor or that health professional in that field is that that pharmaceutical, that medication is no longer working as well as it once did. So what's the first thing they do? Let's increase the dosage. But a qualitative difference to the way we look at that is perhaps it's not the medication. Perhaps it's how that person's presenting themselves, the state they are providing that their body will follow as them not allowing that medication to work as well as it once did. So what we do is instead of a quantitative difference where we increase the dosage, we all of a sudden, we bring forth the importance of that patient, that client, and that's what people would say is their state of mind. Because the state they provide predetermines how that body will function. And that body then process, processes that pharmaceutical medication. So that's a very clear example of a difference between a quantitative difference and a qualitative difference. And the best thing about that qualitative difference is that it's a change that can be made because it empowers the individual, the patient, the client to become involved in their healing process. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, in, in light of these energies at present, what do you find is the most prominent type of energy that you bring to people. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, a lot of people, you know, when we do a, you know, and a lot, a lot of, a lot of my clients uh, are done distance healing, like, like, uh, like when we do a session, uh, we've done sessions before Stephanie. You know, we right. do it, you know, through Skype or, you know, for some people it's through Messenger and sometimes it's WhatsApp. Is that a lot of people feel like I'm sending my energy or an energy to them, like through the unit of distance, right? And what a distance to be made, right? Like, for example, yourself over in the United States and me here in New Zealand. But a lot of the times, the intentions I'm making is more about connecting that person, that client, into their own energy. So what we're doing is we're enabling a pathway of flow, not a congested or obstructed pathway, but now a pathway that doesn't have that blockage that enables more of that client's energy through. So, for example, bringing more of their soul, more of their high aspect of their consciousness through. So I call that soul embodiment. Okay, so, and, and what I mentioned about earlier is how do we change someone's perspective and perception of reality is through a change from human embodiment, so seeing life through the eyes as a human, and switching it to soul embodiment, where we live our life and we see our life not from the human, but from us as the soul. And a lot of the times, the, the differentiation I make between human embodiment and soul embodiment is that your soul is your authentic self. It's what was here first. And you became the human secondly. And that the human is your conditioned version of self. So we, we don't want to go about living our world and decide, uh, trying to understand what's going on through conditioned eyes, through the human. We want to pierce down right down the middle through like seeing the truth, through our authenticity, which is our, our soul. So a lot of the times it's just about me trying to connect that client into their own life, into their own consciousness, and then giving them the wisdom and the information and which empowers them to now know how to use that energy, okay? And, um, and I, the way that I'll explain it to people is that analogy like a car. The human is a vessel or an interface for an intelligence to go through it. So let's see the human as a car. And that car is on a road, and that road is your path, journey, your future. And obviously, we want to get to from A to B. So that depends on who's behind the steering wheel to guide that vehicle down the road. So what we want is that soul, that higher aspect of that person that is behind the steering wheel guiding their experience that not only connects them to a, their infinite consciousness, which really means an infinite reservoir of energy. Because after all, as the human, what's, what's the thing that I hear most is a lack of energy. So we connect them into an infinite vessel of energy, reservoir of energy, but also not just that, but it has wisdom to it. And I think a lot of the problems we see with people 
living their life as the human with the mind being their guide is that we are living a life that has infinite sources of information. Too much information, actually. Mm-hmm. Why that's the problem is because it lacks the wisdom to explain and allow us to understand and know what that information represents. Now, when we bring our soul forth, the soul provides us with that information, but it also provides the wisdom to know what it represents. And therefore, that enables us a better way of using our energy. We don't sabotage our energy. We hold our energy. And what I mean by when we hold our energy it enables our body to always have the tools to enable it to continually rejuvenate and heal itself. Wow, that's beautiful. I love how you described all of that well. And I know that even in the recent session I had with you not too long ago, it was once again the reconnection of the soul within the soul, into the body. Pretty, pretty fantastic. And it really is a different sensation. It is a different level of empowerment. And one of the things I'm noticing, too, not only with your healings, but even when I'm facilitating healings, is that it doing the healings now, it's like, it's at a new level of a ground zero where there is a reconnection of the person's soul back into who they really are. And not only that, I am witnessing and observing people beginning to take this ownership, what you were just describing. And it's fantastic. And I'm excited to see that expand on the planet. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think, you know, people are starting to understand that them being involved with their health is essential. You know, I think, um, sadly, what happened with, you know, some of the other, like, for example, modern medicine is that we kind of gave up our responsibility to an authority, to a doctor. And, And now we're finding, you know, all the mishaps that happened with that process. And now people are taking back that responsibility and realizing that, you know, they're essential. They're they're the essential pivotal aspect of their health. So, um, and, um, you know, I think, uh, which I think is also a leeway into um, providing, you know, this, uh, if if we're being more responsible about our health, because the thing is, we can explain as much as we want to a, to a doctor or a health practitioner. And, and they may dial into that or connect into that, but they'll never fully experience it like the patient or the client themselves, right? They are embodying that. They're experiencing that. So if they can become more involved in that process of healing, it's going to be for the better, you know? So, um, and, uh, you know, I think, I also think it's this, I think we're really coming into an age where we're also understanding, um, we're getting more heart-centered. And I think what you mentioned about, you know, what we're seeing more around the globe and around the planet 
is the importance of the heart. Okay, and uh, if you don't mind, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll use this as a leeway into talking about the, the new concepts I've found and what really the heart is, if that's okay. Yes, please. So, so what I'm finding more and more about uh, is the importance of the heart. And, and, um, and what I'm finding is from a you know, medical or a scientific community, their kind of definition of the heart is the heart is an organ that is essentially a pump that pumps the blood around the body. So when they say that, what they mean is um, the heart influences the blood, okay? And we know generally that, you know, the blood is kind of considered our life force as the human, as a physical human. And what I've come to find in regards to the heart is that when we're trying to connect people into their authenticity, into their soul, into their consciousness, it's mm-hmm. about trying to get that person's awareness to sit in the heart space, not, not up in the head, not in the mind, but in the heart. And what we've found is also the heart is where discernment is. Your ultimate discernment is from the heart. Okay, there's a, there's a truth to the heart. There's an authenticity of the heart. And that is like that because your authentic self resides through the heart. So a lot of people will be thinking, what do you mean by through the heart? Well, the way that we look at the heart as a physical organ, an organ that has a rhythm and a rate to it, is really bound to what, how we see it, right, with our eyes. I quite often call them our duality eyes because of our two eyes. But sadly, our eyes with visible sight sees 0.0035% of the electromagnetic spectrum of light. And so what that means is means that everything we see with our eyes, we are seeing a less than 1% representation of what it really is. Because our eyes are kind of bound to this window of reality. So we're seeing, we, can only, we only see less than 1% of what is able to be seen in this reality and universe. Okay, and a lot of people in our field, right, you, you, you'd agree with this, Stephanie, is that, you know, people that are very bound to the scientific community, they'll go, hey, where's your evidence? You know, where's your scientific evidence to back that statement? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm going to use that principle here because our visible sight being 0.0035% is a scientific state, a statement. It's a fact. So if we take that, I'm going to use that to back this statement. And my, that statement is, do not trust what your eyes show you. Yes. So Absolutely. the thing about the heart, the heart is not about thought. And even when the body is giving up symptoms, it's, it's a feeling. It's an expression of feel. It's communicating. That's what communicates. May I ask you to repeat that one more time, please? I think it's a very powerful statement, and I know that all of us really need to hear that one more time. Yeah, sure. So, you know, our visible eyes really are limited. You know, and really when you think about it, majority of people are guided through their life by what they see. For example, science always says it has to be observable to be evident. 
And we often hear the expression, seeing is believing. But there is a scientific statement of fact that we see less than 1% of what is possible to be seen in this reality or universe. Okay? So it's one of our limitations. is our sight. Okay? So what's a guide that, what's something that could guide us better than that then? What we feel. Our, what we feel, we feel everything. Not just down to 1%, but everything, the whole spectrum. And what is the center of feel? Your heart. Okay? And so they say it's a pump. But what we find is your heart. Your heart is a doorway, a gateway to everything that you are on a multidimensional level. Okay? As a consciousness, as an infinite consciousness. And so your heart is not a pump, it's a vortex. A vortex is the geometry of flow. And it's connected to when, a, when somebody will go to someone and say, hey, I, you know, when somebody's just like confused, lack of clarity, they're just beaten up. Somebody will go to them, hey, you just need, need to go with the flow, mate. You need to go with the flow. Now, riding the wave instead of getting in the way, getting congested with thoughts coming in from all directions. What we find is that when we go with the flow, that straight away impacts the body because what's the body reliant on? Every system of the body, cardiovascular system, blood, urinary system, urine, digestive system, respiratory system. When it's in a vital and well state, it, everything's flowing. It relies on flow. So with the heart, the, the heart is a doorway of a pathway, a quantum pathway that goes within you. So when you hear people say, you are a universe, you have a universe within you. Yes, you do. Okay, at a quantum level. And when we look at quantum, the word quantum is when things get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, we're going past atomic level at looking at things. It's kind of within the unseen, so to speak. And there is, a, there is a science called quantum physics. Now, that pathway, which is a flow of your light, your energy, your consciousness, which is home to an infinite reservoir of energy. Now, when that flow of energy comes through into this window of visible sight, we see that as our blood. Okay? So that flow of energy comes through the heart into what we come as, what is deemed as physical reality. So that flow, therefore blood, influences the heart, not the other way around. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, your heart, as the human, we live in a duality existence. And what I mean by that is we make decisions like, Yes or no, or right and wrong, or normal and abnormal, or male, female, right? So we're very, we're very bound and stuck to that duality. And, and the way I look at duality existence is really a living a world, a life that is limited. And the way I kind of explain to people, it's like, it's like if we see ourselves only as the human, 
and we forget our authenticity as the soul, as this expanded consciousness. It's like trying to cram this expansion of who we are and lock it into a cage. Okay? And we know how good that goes when we put animals into a confined cage. <laughs> Their behavior get, you know, the, 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 it gets worse. Every, you know, yeah. That's what we're doing to ourselves. And um, why I bring this up in relevance to the heart is I'm going to bring up a gentleman uh, by the name of Frank Chester. And Frank, um, and this is an incredible story about this guy. He, he's a guy who was a, an art teacher for a majority of his life. And he didn't find his true purpose until he was like 60 years of age in retirement. And he was into obviously geometry. And he went to this um, show that was demonstrating geometry on the platonic, platonic solids. And it had the, the six-sided form, which is um, the cube. And then it had the eight-sided form, which is the octahedron. And immediately, just with his innocence of looking at this, he was like going to the person that was demonstrating this and going, well, where's the seven-sided form between the cube and the octahedron? And the person says, well, well, there isn't one. So straight away, he was like, well, I believe there is. So he devoted his time, his energy, into finding that there is a seven-sided form. And over years and years, he found, he created this. Well, what, I would, a lot of people would think he created it, but he kind of rediscovered it, right? Because everything's being channeled to you, right? Um, and he called it Chestahedron. It was a seven-sided form. Now, the funny thing about it, when he gave it the name Chestahedron, it's based on Chester. It was from, his last name's Chester, right? But what he came to find was that this Chestahedron geometry he found was the geometry of the human heart, which is found within our chest. Wow. Right? And what he found, and, and, and he learned so much about the heart through this geometry, and, and it's funny watching interviews with him because people are in amazement of where this information is coming from. And they always ask him, they go, Frank, where did you learn this? And he and he. He grabbed the geometry and pointed to the geometry and he says, this is my teacher. This geometry was my teacher. Okay? And, and the interesting thing about geometry, right? Geometry is bound to the word formation, which where we get the word information from, right? So geometry is a facilitation of information. So I understand why he points to that and says, yeah, that, that, that taught me. Right? Everything I know. Now, what he found about the heart was that, and this is really the origin of every heart problem there is, whether that's blood pressure, high blood pressure, whether that's congestive heart failure, whether that's you know, uh, thickness of the blood, which leads to like, uh, you know, myocardial infarction, which is a heart attack, a blockage, or or let's say clot in the brain, which we cause stroke. And you know, arrhythmias, which is a regular rhythm of the heart where it's not in uh, um, uh, a sinus rhythm. He found that when the, chest, when the heart, when we live a life, a human life, where we forget our authenticity as the soul, 
where our awareness is up in the head and the mind is stood over the heart, where we don't enable that flow through that pathway of the heart, our heart gets stuck to a polarity. Okay, so that's an, you know, part of duality, right, is these opposite two polarities. And when it gets stuck to a polarity, he found that the geometry of the heart changes over time. And what that chestahedron does, which is a seven-sided form, it starts to change itself into a six-sided form, which is the cube. And that's what's known as congestive heart failure. Because in congestive heart failure, your heart loses energy and it becomes enlarged. So the geometry, the shape of the actual physical heart changes. Now, so when somebody comes to me in regards to blood pressure, high blood pressure, high blood pressure is due to not being in the flow of your life. Okay, we know that people that have high blood pressure is usually connected to being overwhelmed or stressed. And we know that stress is a state where our awareness is not sitting over our heart. We're not being present. We're not in the now. We're actually out of that place of certainty. It's the only place of certainty we have is in the now. And when that happens, that doorway of your heart, which is facilitating every, everything that you are, that flow of everything that you are, closes. And what, mean, what that means to your blood is your blood loses, it, loses its vortex action, which means it loses its ability to flow, which then represents in your body as your blood becomes thick. So the viscosity turns like from red wine to ketchup, red ketchup. And what does that happen? That means that the blood's ability to flow is compromised, so the body's intelligence comes in and pushes the blood more, hence high blood pressure. Okay? Thank, thank God it does, because, you know, it's trying to keep you alive, that action. But, you know, the origin of it is, is this aspect of, um, you know, the... The blood, you know, is, you know, why is the body having to come in and intervene to push the blood harder or increase that blood pressure? And, and that's the thing that's common off and overlooked, but it's all to do with the center of everything that you are, which we know as the heart. Beautiful. Um, Chris, I want to take just a moment here and remind everyone to, first of all, Please visit the show page if you would like to have a session with Chris or myself. Go ahead and visit the show page. You can visit our website. And also for the callers, first of all, uh, please have one specific question in mind. Topic, we would love to absolutely help you, both Chris and myself. And if you are seeking additional information regarding the matter of your question, Please feel free to seek us out. And again, you can find our website information on the show page. Chris, your information is absolutely fabulous. So interesting. And I would love to listen to you talk all night. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic information. So anyway, are you up for taking a call or two? I sure am. Excellent. 
Um, so our first caller is going to be Mandy. Mandy's a first-time caller, and she's calling tonight about her daughter. Mandy, welcome to the show. You're live with Stephanie and Chris. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Chris. Good evening. Good evening. So um, I have an adult daughter, and um, she had been looking for, you know, a, a life partner. And there's someone interested in her, but I think fear is sort of stopping her from pursuing it any further. And I'm just wondering, just around the topic of healing, how how I could... She doesn't really like to talk about it, but I've been talking to her higher self, you know, in the night and just wondering how I could help heal so that she so that fear doesn't sort of stop her from, you know, living a full life and and having a partner and just having fun. <laughs> oh sure. Sure. Um there's there's several different things to do. First of all, from your perspective as her mother, as a parent. First of all, you may send her love, and that mm-hmm. is the most powerful energy on the planet. And one of the things that I like to do in my healings is help to unplug, I call it unplugging, the individual from the energy of the fear or whatever is coming up, plug them back into source. And what happens with that is that they're also, quote-unquote, plugged back into their soul, the divine soul, the divine intentions of what it is they truly seek. You know, fear is an energy, of course, that blocks us, and it causes disruption with our thoughts, with our intentions, and more. And so along this note, I would like to pass you over to Chris because we're just fresh off of him talking about the heart. So, Chris? Great, sure. Okay. Yes. Hi, Mandy. Now, Hi. Um, what I would say in regards to this is, obviously, um, I, I don't know your uh, daughter's background in regards to, like, say, previous relationships and so on. And I, I'm not going to ask to get into that, but what I will say mm-hmm. is that, obviously, you know, when we are... Um, you know, forging a new path for ourselves. So, for example, in, in this, you know, would be pursuing a, a, a new relationship uh, mm-hmm. in regards to your daughter. And, you know, we want to be as present as possible in regards to that, right? So, um, you know, I just mentioned about, obviously, the heart, right, which is, you know, we know that relationships, it's, 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 it's about love, right? And, and, and love is, is that feeling, there's no other feeling like it, right? And it's, and it's connected to our authenticity, which comes through our heart. And when we can bring forth more of that love, which love is actually a polarity to fear, right? So love is all about flow, and, and fear, is, as Stephanie mentioned, is all about is what blocks us, obstructs that flow. So one thing I would you know, always advise for somebody, like, for example, your daughter, would be not to allow past experience to cloud how she is seeing her present situation. Okay, so in regards to moving forward in life or pursuing a relationship, it's about being present and it's like you are, you've never ex- had an experience like that before. It's, it's like you're experiencing it for the first time. Because sometimes we can predetermine what we're experiencing in that moment by what we've experienced in our past. 
what happens with that is quite often that can be the obstruction or the blockage that doesn't allow us to see or be aware of the opportunities or where that experience can take us. So what happens is quite often when we bring a past experience into where we presently are, is the problem with that is what we, with every single experience we've, we've had or what we're going to have was always about what we did in that moment, okay, and in the present. Now, but if we drag the past into our present, our present is the building blocks of our future. And what will happen with that person is that that future will become a reflection of what happened in the past. So that's what I would bring forth in regards to your daughter is to be very present and to make sure that she doesn't drag or bring any past experience into what she ex- what uh, what she's going to experience now. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Well, thank you. I I just hope and pray that you know she will overcome the fear and the nerves and just move forward. Yes. Oh, indeed. Thank you so much for your call tonight. And again, uh, Chris's information and my information is on the show page. Feel free to visit our website, and we would love to hear from you again. There we go. Thank you, Mandy. Our next caller is going to be Catherine, and Catherine is calling about work today. Catherine, you are live with Stephanie and Chris. Welcome to the show. Go ahead, please. Thank you so much for taking my call, and truly a beautiful show. Thank you so much for all the information and sharing. I appreciate it. Um, my, my question is, I have a project um, and I was wondering if you see Hernan or Lewis working with me on it, please. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Okay. Well, first of all, um, in terms of answering your question, one thing that comes to mind is your energy clearing. And whatever it is, whatever your energetic spiritual practices are, I would suggest first and foremost to, of course, keep your energies clear, whatever you do for protection, and secondly, bringing, bring that energy into your workspace. And again, I said this to the previous caller, love is the strongest energy on the planet. And this is something that we can do and we can send that out. So that being said, one of the things that I have seen both for myself and for others is when we go in with positive intention, when we saturate not only ourselves but everyone around us through source with the energy of love, it will shift that frequency and the clarity becomes more clear. So in other words, when you look at the two individuals, person A and person B, chances are the likelihood will be your energy, your frequency will match the individual's frequency that you're meant to continue working with, particularly on this project. And so to answer your question, I'll just type it as person A, person B. To me, it feels like you're a little bit more drawn to the energy of person B. So that being said, 
Let's have Chris take a look at a question for you, Chris. Thank Hi. you. Hi, Catherine. Um, Hi. So I, you know, I, I agree with a lot of what Stephanie had to say, and, and, and I'll start with also the aspect of making sure you're very clean and clear. Um, and and what I do to be very clean and clear, because sometimes when we're you know, dealing with um, someone close to us that we have an emotional connection to, and that might go you know, with family or close ones, whether we're working on them or healing them, or maybe a family member that's passed over or recently passed over, is you know, that emotional connection can uh, kind of remove a bit of clarity to the situation. Um, and I think that's what you know, generally people you know, who are intuitives or dowsers, um, uh, that they can receive a bit of dousing, right, in regards to what's coming through. It can be because our, our emotions kind of come into play with, with that, that uh, connection. So what I yeah. would say is just, to, just be very aware of that and very clear, uh, uh, clear about that. And a, and a very important way to do that is to really, bef- uh, is to really get very heart-centered and bring your awareness uh, into, into your heart space and because that's where your authenticity exists which is going to bring that clean and clear answers to you and, and a lot of clarity and wisdom forth. So, um, and the way that you do that is, is um, there's a number of ways of doing that. People, you know, will focus on the breath, which is essentially bringing your awareness back to self and being very present and, um, and really, um, really embracing the silence, embracing um, the presence of you at that particular time, um, which en- en- enables you to kind of let go of those emotions, allow thought forms that could come in and remove that, that, that clarity and bring a cloudiness to what you are wanting to achieve. So that's what I would recommend. Thank you. Thank you both. That's very enlightening. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Thank you for your call tonight. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Thank you, Catherine. Our next caller is going to be Maria, and Maria is calling about travel. Maria, you're live with Stephanie and Chris. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Maria. Hi, Hi how are you? Very well, thank, thank you. Thank you. I got a question. My birthday coming up next month. It's going to be a big birthday. I don't know what am I going to do. It's just, I wanted to go in Italy or Florida or Canada. What do you think I'm going to do? You see me at travel? Very good question, Maria. Okay. Well, I think it's beautiful and happy birthday early to you. Now, let's see here. So when we look at taking trips, we're looking at the movement. We're looking at movement of energy, okay? And it takes energy to go to Florida and to Italy. So in looking at that, once again, in your prayers, in your meditation, once again, asking for source, for God, to fill you with the energy of love, first of all, and second, asking for the discernment 
of what quote unquote feels right as far as which direction to go. Now, logically, there's going to be, you know, the choice to say, okay, well, it makes more sense to do this trip versus that trip. Yet, and it'll be fun to hear Chris tap into this. Coming from your heart, when you tune into your heart, you're the one that can answer best. Where is it that you absolutely love to go? I feel like it's Italy. So that being said, let's have Chris look at this for you. <laughs> yes. Oh, hi, Maria. Now, what um, what I would add to what uh, Stephanie's had to mention is... Um, Again, you know, what I kind of mentioned to the previous caller is this aspect of, um, you know, dialing into the heart, you know, what, what Stephanie mentioned there. And when we become very present and we become, we, we shift our awareness into that heart space, we, you know, we get into what feels right instead of, and, and not allowing thought processes to kind of cloud uh, or predetermine the choice. So it's good to get into the heart and, and go by feel. And and I would agree with Stephanie and what she said about discernment. And the most ultimate discernment is from the heart. Okay? And and I guess is the question you have to ask yourself is, uh, is what would make you feel more at ease? Okay? Because, right. you know, the heart is a facilitation of love. And my guides always tell me that another way we could call what, what is required to bring love through is a sense of ease. And another word we can call for that is a sense of peace, okay? Because that facilitates your experience to be a loving experience, a beautiful experience. Um, so that's what I would recommend in regards to you. And I would also uh, mention that what I'm getting is also Italy as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Very good. Thank you, Maria. Thank, Thank you, Maria. you very much. I appreciate Thank you. Thank you, Maria, for your call. We're going to take uh, one more caller here, and that is going to be Victoria. And Victoria is calling in about a upcoming divorce. Victoria, welcome to the show. You're live with Stephanie and Chris. Go ahead, please. Hi, everyone. How are you? Hi, Victoria. Doing well. Thank you, Victoria. How are you? Uh, I mean, I guess confused. I don't know. I'm just, you know, filed for divorce in May, and it's between the lies, and, and I, I just, I don't know. I just can't believe, after almost 30 years, the deception of it all. Okay. Okay. I'm worried about the outcome because of there's so many lies that he's creating. I, I, I'm just confused. I'm worried about this outcome. When is it going to end? Okay. Okay. Um, these types of experiences are obviously clearly unpleasant. And one thing I would suggest, first of all, is right now just take a deep breath and exhale. And this will help bring you into this moment in time right here, right now. If you have water nearby, hydrate. If not, don't worry about it. And No, I don't. That's okay. We'll just bring your energies down. And it would be really great for us to 
perhaps rebalance your energies in this moment? Would that be okay? Absolutely. Okay. Let's do that, and then we will have Source bring you a download of pure love. So let's get this going right now, energetically speaking. You're certainly carrying a lot of weight. It's not that we need to say this, but it's very evident here. So what I would like to do is ask you to take another deep breath. All righty. And then I'm going to have Chris begin his work with you, go ahead and help you. And if it's okay with you, I would like to just simply recalibrate your energies once again. Would that be okay? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. And then, Chris, go ahead. Okay. Hi, Victoria. Now, um, how are you, sir? Oh, thank you. Great, thank you. Now, um, what I would recommend here is um, obviously, you know, these many years, as you say, thirty years of deception. So, you know. I agree there with Stephanie that you know there'd be a lot of baggage that you're kind of holding and carrying, which I would, which I we would say is an attachment or attachments. And um, right. as a as a human, we kind of we create attachments over a period of time, and we kind of embody them, which means we carry them with us. And um, now you're you're at a place right now where obviously you know you know, as you say, you're confused and, and, and at, a, at a process where it's, you know, kind of time to let those things go, which, you know, Stephanie's working on now. And I've, I've got something uh, that we could try out as well. What I will say, though, is in a situation like this where, you know, you're worried about, you know, all the things he's going to bring up in regards to this divorce, is that, you know, we know that, you know, and I know this sounds hard to hear that and it's easier said than done, but you often hear that worry is our most wasted emotion, right? Our wasted energy, because um, a lot of the times we worry about Absolutely. things that have not have not not yet happened. We're worried about things that are about to maybe happen or might happen, and we kind of use the past experience to say, "Well, hey, this he's done this before, so he's I'm, I'm, I think he's going to do this again." Now, what happens in that scenario is that the only Space that you, you're not kind of sitting within is the present moment, which is the only the only place of certainty you have. So you, I think, what we need, what needs to happen is you need to invest more of your energy into that state of certainty instead of these other places of uncertainty. And um, and one thing I will mention to you is that the way that we use our energy. One of the biggest aspects of the way we use our energy is through our attention. And, for example, if we are placing our attention on what could or may happen, our energy immediately goes into manifesting those fears. So what happens is... As your energy feeds it what your mind wants you to fear instead of what your heart desires. So very, very aware and very conscious of where you're placing your attention. See it as an investment of your energy. So place it into the places of certainty instead of uncertainty. And that is going to enable you to come out of this situation in a lot more 
in a way where you'll feel the odds are in your favor instead of against you all the time. I hope that helps. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of sense. Beautiful. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you so much for your call. Yes, thank you. And to all of our listeners and our callers, thank you again for listening. And if you would like to book an appointment with either Chris or myself, please go to the show page. Otherwise, everyone have a great evening. And Chris, thank you so much for being my guest once again and look forward to having you back again in the future. Oh, it was a pleasure and I look forward to it. Beautiful. Thank you.